Alright, Assalamualaikum and uh, hello everyone. Okay, we are come back to the next uh, subtopic which is photoelectrons. So by the end of this uh, photoelectric effect topic, uh, you are going to learn something uh, which is uh, expected that you can describe the physical characteristics of the photoelectric effect. You can explain well about the photoelectric effect why the photoelectric effect cannot be explained by classical physics. And you can describe how Einstein's idea of a particle of radiation explains the photoelectric effect. So for now, uh, we will discuss about the objective number one, which is uh, describing the physical properties of the photoelectric effect. So what are the characteristics of the photoelectric effect? Uh, actually, the photoelectric effect has three important characteristics that cannot be explained by classical physics, which are number one, the absence of lag time. The second one is the independence of the kinetic energy of photoelectrons on the intensity of incident radiation. And the last one is the presence of a cutoff frequency. So, let's examine each of these characteristics. For number one is the absence of leak time. What does it mean? It is when radiation strikes the target material in the electrode, electrodes are emitted almost instantaneously, even at very low intensities of incident radiation. This absence of leak time contradicts our understanding based on classical physics. Classical physics predicts that for low energy radiation, it would take significant time before irradiated electrons could gain sufficient energy to leave the electrode surface. However, such an energy build-up is not observed in the photoelectric effect. So the second one is the, in, the intensity of incident radiation and the kinetic energy of photoelectrons. Typically, experimental curves are shown in the previous figure, in which the photocurrent is plotted versus the applied potential difference between the electrodes. For the positive potential difference, the current steadily grows until it reaches a plenty. Furthering the potential increases beyond this point does not increase the photocurrent at all. Why? It is because a higher intensity of radiation produces a higher value of photocurrent. For the negative potential difference, as the absolute value of the potential difference increases, the value of the photocurrent decreases and becomes zero at the stopping potential. So for many intensity of incident radiation, whether the intensity is higher or lower, the value of the stopping potential always stays at one value. So to understand why this result is unusual from the point of view of classical physics, we first have to analyze the energy of photoelectrons. So a photoelectron that leaves the surface has kinetic energy, which denoted as K, capital K. So it gains this energy from the incident electromagnetic wave. In the space between the electrodes, uh, which are positive and negative electrodes, a photoelectron moves in the electric potential and its energy changes by the amount of Q delta V, where delta V is the potential difference and Q is the charges for electron or for electron. So because no forces are present, but, elect uh, but electric 
force by applying the work energy theorem, we obtain the energy balance, which is delta K minus electron, delta V is equal to zero for the photoelectron. Where in this case, delta K is the change in the photoelectron's kinetic energy. When the stopping potential negative delta Vs, denoted as S because stopping is applied, so the potential loses its initial kinetic energy Ki and comes to rest. Thus, its energy balance becomes zero minus K uh, initial in bracket minus electron in bracket negative delta Vs equal to zero. So that we have K initial now is equal to electron times stopping potential. In the presence of the stopping potential, the largest kinetic energy K maximum that a photoelectron can have is its uh, initial kinetic energy, which it has at the surface of the photoelectrode. Therefore, the largest kinetic energy of photoelectrons can be directly measured by measuring the stopping potential using this formula k maximum is equal to electron times delta stopping potential. So at this point, we can see where the classical theory is at odds with the experimental results. In classical theory, the photoelectron absorbs electromagnetic energy in a continuous way. This means that when the incident radiation has a high intensity, the kinetic energy in the uh, formula given just now is expected to be high as well. Similarly, when the radiation has a low intensity, the kinetic energy is expected to be low. But the experiment shows that the maximum kinetic energy of photoelectrons is independent of the light intensity. Okay, and the third one is about the presence of a cut-off frequency. So let's say for any metal surface, there is a minimum frequency of incident radiation below which photocurrent does not occur. So the value of this cut-off frequency for the photoelectric effect is a physical property of the metal. Different materials have different values of cut-off frequency. Remember this, different materials have different values of cut-off frequency. Experiment data show a typical linear trend. So the kinetic energy of photoelectrons at the surface grows linearly with the increasing frequency of incident radiation. Measurements for all metal surfaces give linear plots with one slope. None of these observed phenomena is in accord with the classical understanding of nature. According to the classical description, the kinetic energy of photoelectrons should not depend on the frequency of incident radiation at all, and there should be no cut-off frequency. Instead, in the classical picture, electrons receive energy from the incident electromagnetic wave in a continuous way, and the amount, on, uh, and the amount of energy they receive depends only on the intensity of the incident light and nothing else. So in the classical understanding, as long as the light is shining, the photoelectric effect is expected to be continued. Okay, that's it.